but definitely don't get turned on by it. And I was like, wait a second, this doesn't feel right. Like it Mm -hmm. feels like there's what we're really coming into now is this reclaiming of our pleasure, reclaiming of our juiciness, our turn on, our sensuality, and letting it not be separate, right? Like bringing sex and spirit together as one, which is something that really appealed to me about Tantra. And so I started... Welcome to the Magic Within Podcast. My name's Katrina Lully, and I'm a transformation coach obsessed with guiding women to unlock their power within so they live an aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've been where you're at, doing all the things and feeling like nothing is working. And I'm here to help you learn how to live that aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've spent years investing in programs, coaches, books, and other tools in covering my own blocks, challenging my beliefs, growing and stretching myself to live my most authentic life that is true to who I am. There is incredible power in our experiences, and by sharing our stories with one another, we help each other along this journey called life. This is a space where you will hear inspiring and motivating stories from other guests and tools to help you get from where you are now to who you want to be in this life. You get two doses of magic each week to fill up your cup and start living a life that is aligned with your highest self. We are not meant to do this life alone and we all have the magic within us to live this beautiful life that's true to who we are. I'm here to help you begin to unlock that power and start stepping in to the amazing woman that you are. Let's do this. my friends to another episode of the magic within podcast incredibly grateful and looking forward to the conversation and our guest that we have today Sophia LePage she is an amazing person I already know from the conversations that we have had and just watching what she does Um, I know this is going to be a magical conversation and so supportive for you in your journey. Let me introduce introduce you to who Sophia is before we dive into our conversation. Sophia is a rebel queen and feminine embodiment and leadership coach. She has dedicated the past four years to helping women worldwide release hustle and burnout to reclaim feminine pleasure inside their bodies, relationships, and businesses. In her 30s, after burnout and a messy divorce, Sophia broke free from good girl programming, ignited her feminine magnetism, and began leading herself from a place of desire. She traveled with shamans, sat with gurus, studied the historic and tantric arts, and now lives in Bali with her second husband and two cat babies. First of all, um, I love that you live in Bali. It's a place I want to visit. We talked about that a little bit and it looks beautiful. And I'm excited about this conversation and uh, good girl programming. Uh, That's not a term I've heard before. So I'm excited to kind of actually dive into that as well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to get to unpack some of these yummy things. Yes. 
Yes, me too. Um, I have a, a question that I love to ask my guests. And when Sophia was a little girl, who did she want to be when she grew up? Well, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be either, um, at one point I wanted to, to be like a crime scene investigator, which was a little <laughs> weird. And the other thing that I wanted to be was a, was a famous Hollywood actress. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. There are some <laughs> themes running around there that, um, actually I can relate to. I remember wanting to be an actress myself. I swear I was a performer in a different life where I had a, a better voice singing voice than I do now. And, you know, just acting and being a part of something on stage and being that other, getting to dive into another character. And now we get to do that actually, in other ways but then that um crime scene investigator I laugh because I remember like playing as a little girl and pretending like oh my gosh my cousin and I would have these made up scenes that would go through oh there's a cigarette here maybe that was the the culprits like all of these things so so much fun <laughs> I love that I love that. What is a big dream that you have for your life that whether it's business related, personal, whatever, that you haven't yet experienced that is still on that vision board for yourself? Mm, my, my really big dream is really big. It, I really desire to experience limitlessness. So yeah, not a small dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but like, I want to reach to the point in my life where I can go anywhere, I can do any anything that I want, and there's absolutely no limits. So no limits on my financial abundance, no limits on my spiritual abundance, like, you know, being able to, the, my, my connection with source, um, no limits on my love. Like, that's what I really feel like this longing for is to reach to the ultimate expression of what my soul can be in this lifetime. So yeah, it's kind of a big one. <laughs> it's big and beautiful. And I think there are more women out there that can relate to that dream than are willing to actually like say it out loud. Because mm -hmm. when we think about that, and it's because it's well, first, it's one of those dreams where it's not like there's no tangible piece to it necessarily. It's an experience and a feeling and then the second piece is like, we get in our way, right? Like, can, is that really possible? Is it too like magic woo woo? Like, is it too crazy? All of those kinds of things can come up when we're thinking about, you know, stepping into that kind of space or there's no way that can, that can possibly happen. And those are some of those limiting beliefs, those things we, those walls we put up in front of ourselves because we're, we're taught as we get older, like, Oh, that's, that's like Disney magic. That's not, that's not real life. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like when I was a kid, you know, I really had big dreams. And then at some point I started feeling all that, like, oh, that that's not possible. This is not possible. And part of that good girl aspect was me kind of trying to fit inside all of these boxes. And I stopped dreaming and I had a big period in my life where I didn't really know what I wanted. I was like, oh, I'm just happy with where I am or, you know, I don't need too much. And, and, and at some point in my journey, I was like, wait a second, like, this isn't true. Like I do really, I desire liberation. 
And like, that's why I feel like I've, I've had such a wild also journey, like all that time that I spent in South America and like really seeking out like spiritual teachers and seeking out healing and seeking out personal development because it's like such a strong desire to experience more. Like when I was younger, it was like, is this really all it is? Like when I was in my first marriage and burnt out and like, is this really all there is? Is this really what life's about? Just get up every day, get dressed, go to work, come home, watch TV, go to bed, get up, get dressed, go to work, watch, come home. You know, I was like, there's got to be more to it than this. Like, is this really what the human experience has the capacity to be? And something in me knew that that wasn't the case and, and sent me off to figure out what else might be possible. I love that so much. It's such a, like, it's a fun and yet kind of scary place to be because when you're in that space of wondering if there's more, I, I don't know about if this is true for you, but I remember for me, like wondering, like, am I alone in that thought? Like, am I the only one who can, who thinks this way? Is it, aren't these crazy thoughts? Because the people around me, they didn't, they at least weren't expressing those kind that those kinds of thoughts and, and those kinds of dreams and thinking. And, and it's, a lot of people who seem to be just living content, getting up, going to work. This is what we do. And, you know, go to sleep and then wake up and do it all over again. At what point in your life were, were you at where you decided, okay, there is more and I want to take that step? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like there are a lot of more people feel it than say it, like you said. And I think that there's the majority of people are not happy in that kind of life, but the minority of people actually have the courage to do something about it. And for me, it came in this really bizarre way. So I was um, 34 and I'd had, you know, my marriage had ended. I had, it it ended through an affair that I had. And I ended up then in a four-year relationship, which was extremely toxic um, with the guy that I left my husband for. And I felt such a, like, so compelled to make that work because it was like the only way that I could justify in my mind what happened was like, oh, because he, this guy is really the love of my life. So it's okay that that happened because he's my true soulmate. And so I stayed and stayed and stayed in this really toxic relationship for so much longer than I really probably quote unquote should have because I felt like I had had made my bed and I had to lie in it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then after that relationship finally ended and I started dating, I, again, I just, I had the worst picker. Like I was just picking the, (laughs) you know, just like getting into falling in. I I had my first Tinder date and I fell in love with the guy and we had this super crazy whirlwind, like six weeks sort of relationship where in the first week he was telling me that he loved me and he wanted me to be his girlfriend and no, 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 no. And then it all fell apart. And I was just so devastated by that. It took me months from this six-week thing. I just couldn't get past it. And so I started getting um, like healing work to help me overcome this thing. And I was getting these powerful um 
energy work sessions and the healer that I was working with said, have you heard of ayahuasca? And I was like, no, no, what the hell's ayahuasca? She's like, it's this plant medicine. And um, I really feel like this could help you because I was having such big releases. So I was like, great, anything to get me over this guy. Like I'll do whatever you, you want me to jump in the river naked. I'm going to do it. Like I'll do anything. So I went to this ayahuasca ceremony with like really no idea what the hell it was. I heard that we're supposed to wear white. So I rocked up all in white. I had one white outfit. That was it. And everyone else is dressed normally. So I immediately felt completely Mm. uncomfortable and like, oh my God, like I'm such the newbie. Like everyone (laughs) knows that I don't know what I'm doing. And it was like such a, oh my God, such a crazy experience to go to this thing, know nobody, not really have only have heard about this medicine a week before, like it all just sort of fell into place. And in that experience, I had, um, I came out of it, it was a weekend and I came out of that weekend with such a totally different understanding of who I was than when I walked in and really starting to question like all these belief systems I had about myself and all these ideas about what I liked, what I was into. And so that was what really sparked me to start to, to kind of see what else might be possible because I was like, wait, there's, I got shown in my journey Um, and felt viscerally this most beautiful experience of self-love. Like I was holding myself as, as a baby and just feeling just such overwhelming love and like uh, releasing of judgment, releasing of the guilt, self-forgiveness. And when I came out of that, I realized like how far from that I was. Mm. I, it didn't, solve the issue but it gave me a pathway I was like oh this is what's possible to feel and I am way over here and so now I know what that feels like now I can start doing the work to get back to that feeling so the whole journey that I I went on then was to get back to that feeling of self-love And once we get to that, that then opens the door, right, for limitlessness in so many other ways. Yeah, I, there's a couple things there that like immediately stuck out is one, you began asking yourself the questions. And I think we have a belief that if we ask ourselves questions, if the questioning is coming up, that must mean we're confused, we're lost, there's something wrong, like we're supposed to know. And it's actually in the beauty of the question that our answers are. And if we don't ask ourselves the questions, like, what are we looking for? What are we doing? Like, how do we step forward? There's the question doesn't necessarily mean you're lost or confused or you don't know what you want. Maybe you don't know what you want. But if the the more questions you begin to ask yourself and you allow to come through, that's where your clarity comes from. That's where your knowing comes from. Like, oh, this is the path I'm supposed to take. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's one of those ironic things as well on this journey is like the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know. So I've had so many moments on my journey where I was like, I've cracked the code. I've figured it (laughs) all out. 
Same. I'm suspended. Like I'm done. <laughs> I got this on this shit on lock. And then like something happens. I'm like, wait a second. I don't know anything. Yeah. So I've yeah. kind of come to realize that it's not just one straight upward trajectory. You know, it is, it is a twisty, turny, spirally kind of journey. And Every time, you know, you reach that point where you have the next, like, what the hell? What's going on? <laughs> Wait, I'm seeing something else that I thought I had completely healed from. It's like you're not going all the way down to the bottom. You sort of take a little dip and then you go back up again. So I've come to accept that this is part of the journey, right, is in the not knowing and the continuing to ask the questions and to also be aware that if things aren't working like if it feels like I've come up against a block if it feels like suddenly there's not flow is to look at like okay what's not working instead of trying to push through which is what you know I did for so much of my life which led me to burning out and I feel like a lot of us are taught this like just work harder just push further and actually in those moments where the the block comes is to look take a step back to stop and look at wait a second like what why isn't this working what what else might be possible here what's another way that I can go what do I need to look at what is life trying to show me here that's going to reveal something that's going to allow this block to dissolve and for me to continue on my way yeah I think so many of us I mean even me and I just had this conversation with my with one of my mentors that I'm about to start in a new, somewhat new realm of working with, like, how do I know if this is the thing? Like, is this the, what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, that's my worry is what if this isn't it? Because I've done X, Y, Z, I've had these jobs, I've been doing this coaching business and th those haven't seemed to work out, but they're all a part of the process. They're all a part of the journey because I've gained something from them. And he asked me, well, what if this is it? What if this is it? And I think we can get so attached to, is this going to be the thing? Is this where the, the award is? Is this where I'm going to get my trophy and my certificate that says I made it and I'm good to go. And now life's going to be just peachy king on the way out for the rest of the way out. And we can get attached to that. And you brought up, um, you were saying like in your experience with ayahuasca, which I have not experienced that uh, ayahuasca yet, but I can relate it to any work that we do, whether it's with plant medicine or not. Like when we get to this space of, we have that reflection of that, that moment of feeling that love and, and to a deeper level than you've ever had. And, oh, okay. So we come out of that and like, oh, I I'm all good now. I know this love. And like, but it shows us, it, it shows us what, where, where we're supposed to go. It, it gives us the direction and then we go do the work. The, that isn't the necessarily always, oh, I felt this, I, I experienced this, and now it's a part of me. It's becoming a part of you, but it's in the work that it continue, you continue to anchor it in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like there's any quick fixes. And I know that I did go into my ayahuasca experience thinking I was going to go have this experience and that was going to heal me and I was going to be done. And when I walked out of it, I thought that that's what had happened because I felt the heart. I was like, wow, everything's so beautiful. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. And I, like walking slowly down the street. <laughs> 
rush hour. Like, why are all these people rushing? What are they doing? You know, and and I thought, oh, I've I've made it, I've done it. But then it wears off. And then I and then I realized, oh yes, okay, I need to actually like I've been shown shown what it what the end result can be, but now I need to do the work. And I feel like this is great manifesting in our lives is that we are co-creating. We're co-creating with God or source or the universe or whatever you want to call that divine energy. It's not just things aren't necessarily just given to us on a silver platter. Yeah. But the diff, but then our society says you have to do it all yourself. So you've got to work. It's all about you. It's all about your effort and that's it. Mm -hmm. So it's not all about your effort and that that's it. Or it's not all about the divine just gives it to you. It's that co-creation aspect. And when we start working like that, that's when like, right, that magic starts to happen. That's when we experience flow. That's when we get to open up like all these other doorways and get to live a life that feels magical because that's what magic is. I feel like is, is that the magic within, right? Is the, the connection of like, I am God, I am the divine, I am source and I'm working with that. So it's like, I'm human and I'm divine and recognizing that we have this co-creative power. Yeah, we, we really do. And I don't know if you've had this experience, but every time I'm, I, I am going through something, it's usually changing within me. My, I am transforming before I actually see it. And usually other people see it. It isn't until like six months, a year later that I look back and I see, oh, there's the process. There's the change where it happened. I suddenly feel different and I recognize it. You can recognize along the way, but if you're anything like me, you're like, because you always, always want to see the magic. You always want to see the divine working in your life. And then on those days where it feels like, ah, well, today's a crappy day. Like what the hell? Um, it must not be working. That's not necessarily true. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's part of like being, you know, high achieving kind of women, right. Which is what has often led us down these burnout paths and this hustling thing is because there is a a deep desire from within to really be the best that we can be and to really experience that magic like minute by minute on the daily and to really kind of like yeah like rise into our full power and full expression and and so it's like but the deeper longing inside of that is the, the desire to evolve spiritually, not just materially. Yeah. And, 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 the, and then the recognizing that that also takes time and being patient and in a space of trust during the unfolding, right. In finding the pleasure along every step of the journey. So it's not just like, oh, I'll enjoy it once I get to the destination. It's like, no, I'm also enjoying every step of the way there. Yeah. As much as like, as much as we can with also, you know, being human and getting annoyed about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did you find yourself before this point where you decided to take this step like what was go- what was happening for you? Were you were you always 
in the know or in the space of this growth in this healing? Or was there a point in your life where, you know, you were a quote unquote normal person, you were just going through doing life like this was not me, not even on your radar. Yeah, for sure. I actually really had a very strong desire, apart from wanting to be a world famous actress, but I had a very strong desire to be like a quote unquote normal mainstream person. Mm. Like I was very interested in spiritual things. Um, from a really young age, I started getting into astrology. I read a, a really powerfully openings um, spiritual book when I was about. 14 um, that kind of opened me up to a whole bunch of different things but I was interested in that but I had a really I was like I don't want to be that like I want to I want to play in that but I want to be mainstream Mm. I don't be a healer I don't want to be like because I had a belief also that 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 spiritual people are poor so I was like I don't want to be poor yeah I want to have money I want a nice nice car I want a nice house I want all these things so I just I'm just not going to go into that and so it was I was very resistant to this world and it wasn't and I really put it on the back burner for many many years until when I was getting divorced and I realized that I had a lot of um like I needed support you know I was like wow this is huge The, the this what I've what I've put myself in what the choices that I've made the I was it was very clear to me I had really no idea who I was what I wanted what Um, you know, what was going on for me, like completely disconnected from myself and my feminine from desire, everything. And I was like, wait, I can't, I need to figure this out. Like I, I can't do this on my own. So that started me getting back into spiritual development, but it wasn't with any intention to do the work that I do today. In fact, if you would have told me, you know, in 2010 that I would be doing this, I would be like, what do I need to do to make sure that doesn't happen? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's that desire to, I don't know if this is true again for you, but like that desire to fit in because what we see, and I was, I, I myself always felt like an outsider from a young girl. And like whatever I could do to fit in and this work, definitely, you know, allowing people to really see the dreamer within and the spirit side that believed not just in God, I I grew, did not grow up religious, but I believed in God. And it's like, but if I believe that there were other things and that I could talk to God, or I could actually talk to my grandpa who had passed like those kinds of things, then they would think I'm even more crazy. And then I'd be even further out on the outside circle. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I think a lot of, a lot of us can relate to that, like, especially because of what is so loud out in the world today and, and the way you need to be, but it is shifting. I mean, it is definitely shifting. And I think we, we get our, you know, our past, our, and our stories are there for a reason for us to experience and learn, you know, we signed up for this, which took me a long time to accept the fact that I signed up for this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I feel like that is the, 
earlier you were like, oh, I wanted to, what's this good girl programming? Like I haven't heard much about that. That is what that good girl programming is, is Mm. this like this feeling of this is who I need to check the boxes. I need to be normal. I need to fit in, in order to be safe, in order to be loved, in order to be accepted. And it goes, it's such a, in women, it's like, uh, it's like it coded this programming is coded in our DNA from like thousands of years of it being literally physically unsafe for mm-hmm. a woman to be powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, like look at, if we go back to like the, the witch burnings uh, as an example, right? Women who were uh, spiritually aware, who worked with plants, who were basically just herbalists a lot of the time, right? Like natural healers who had wisdom and intuition and knowledge that was beyond the everyday were then murdered because they were their power was considered a threat. And so this is what we we all carry this in our lineage as women. Um, and this is this is how it's now been kind of put into this good girl thing of like, you know, don't 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 have big desires because then you're a diva. Mm-hmm. Um, just go along with what everyone says. Be the cool girl. Guys only really want a yes girl. Um, you know, don't 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 say anything that might be uncomfortable to others because what's most important is that everybody around you feels not unthreatened by you you know what I mean yeah Yeah. you know just stay quiet keep small you don't want to make any other woman jealous because that's really bad and you also don't want to be unattractive to a man and you know like just keep your emotions chill if you feel anything go away cry quietly by yourself or just push that just push that down and just smile because nobody really wants to know. So this is all this kind of like good girl programming that we're absorbing, that we're coming in coded with and then further absorbing through osmosis of what the societal kind of ideas of what an attractive um, woman is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so good. I'm like, oh, yes, I can so relate to that. And I know so many of the women listening can definitely relate to that. So before you, you became the leadership and embodiment coach that you are now, what were you doing? So um, back when I was, uh, before I sort of left, I was living in London. So I was working in the corporate world. I was working for an investment bank as an executive assistant, completely like it was just such an easy job. Um, and that was when I was already burnt out. I worked in fashion before that. So I was already burnt out. It took me years to get over my burnout because I didn't really know what to do about it. So I was working in a job where I'm like, oh, this is easy. I can do this. And it's not too stressful and all this kind of stuff. And then once I left um, London and started traveling, I thought, oh, I want to be a yoga teacher. So because that was really the only kind of spiritual job. <laughs> I knew I, at one point I was like, I'll become a crystal healer. And then I was like, wait, I'll be a yoga teacher. They were the only two spiritual kind of jobs that I could think of. Um, and so I ended up discovering Kundalini yoga and then I discovered Tantra. 
and I became a certified Kundalini yoga teacher and Kundalini yoga works with sexual energy. So, um, that and and I was sort of exploring Tantra at the same time, and it really comes from the Tantra lineage. And that was what kind of got me intrigued into feminine embodiment. But what I was finding in Kundalini yoga is that it's very sort of masculinized and very sort of whitewashed of like, we talk about it as life force energy. <laughs> and, you know, it's not about really owning our sensuality it's like kind of let's circulate this energy for creativity but definitely don't get turned on by it and I was like wait a second this doesn't feel right like it Mm -hmm. feels like there's what we're really coming into now is this reclaiming of our pleasure reclaiming of our juiciness our turn on our sensuality and letting it not be separate, right? Like bringing sex and spirit together as one, which is something that really appealed to me about Tantra. And so I started shifting what I was doing. I, I, in Kundalini yoga, it's all white. Like you've got this turban, white turban on your all in white. You're supposed to be, you know, above everything. I was like, <laughs> I like got my seven. I started wearing like regular clothes. I'm like, let's put a sexy playlist on. Come on, let's like talk about what this really is. And I went from having super small classes to having these really big classes, and people were just loving it. And from there, it it morphed into coaching, feminine embodiment, leadership coaching, because I was getting a lot of women who were like, well, I want to, I want more than this. You know, what else can, what else can I do? So yeah, it kind of went that way. Yeah. And I love that you're sharing that because I think you and I, when we, when we first connected, we were talking about how in, in, in that space, but in some of these other spaces, like the space, even the space that you and I are in, there is a lot of feminine coaches out there that are sharing and talking, but there, I feel this, this line of that masculinity, that masculinity that's still there, which is an important piece in how we show up. But when you're really as women working on embracing the feminine and stepping into this new space of power, like it's different, but there, there is that line out there. That's like, I still see, it's like, that doesn't feel right to me. Like that doesn't, I still see that, that hustle, that go do like kind of feeling between it. And I didn't, and when we were talking, I'm like, yeah, I can tell like Sophia's one of the real ones. Like she, she gets it. She gets it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you know, you know, when I started my coaching business, I did, I was I was really like, oh, like, let me learn all the strategies. Like I really got caught up in that, like of that these are the things that you're supposed to do to be successful, like post X amount of times a day, choose your niche. And I was like looking for that magic pill that was going to make my business a success. And I was working with coaches who had all those kind of strategy pieces, that very masculine way of doing things. And, and what I found was as I was working in that way was all this energy, like all this work that I've been doing through my Kundalini yoga and like my own practices and my feminine embodiment of cultivating this juicy energy was starting to get drained from Mm -hmm. me. Like it was just being depleted. And I was sitting in front of my laptop for like three hours, like, come on. 
yes. <laughs> come to me. <laughs> and and it was just taking, I was working hours and hours a day. And then I was like, wait a second, when I was just in my feminine, right, circulating my sensual energy, like in my flow, following my desire, people were just appearing from nowhere. That's how it all started because it wasn't like I'd said, now I'm going to become a coach. It just happened when I was magnetizing in that energy. And so I was like, wait, I need to shift this. <laughs> like I got to get back to it. So I I stopped um I kind of like just started like dancing, get, got back to my practices, started tuning in with like, what do I desire? What feels juicy right now? Like what, what do I, you know, what's turning me on in this moment? I stopped, I started taking time that I thought before, like, oh, I don't have time for feminine embodiment because I'm so busy. Yeah. <laughs> and I would be like, no, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go dance for like five minutes. And then as I would be dancing, suddenly like an idea would come to me or I'd be inspired by something or like I'd have a thought and I'd be like, oh my God, this is like an amazing post and go and write it in like five five minutes and I put it out and then it get all this engagement and so I really do feel that as as weird as it sounds actually taking that time to like connect to to circulate to be in pleasure is what unlocks such a deep well of creativity and so much ease. And so I found that just taking even five minutes meant that my day was like five hours shorter. It was like wild. Mm. <laughs> Why haven't I been doing this? <laughs> I know. I love that so much. And so talking about this, uh, your cyclical fem feminine, and tuning into that, you know, you've talked about getting turned on. And I want to dive a little bit more into that phrase, the turned on phrase, because I know a lot of women, when they hear that, they're like, oh, so that means, you know what, like, that means I'm supposed to like be ready to, and like, ooh, let's jump my husband or whatever. But what is it you mean? How do you mean by bringing that in? Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so, and it kind of ties in with the cyclical aspect of feminine business. So we as women, right, we have a womb, okay? And we, our womb is the seat of our intuition, which is like kind of a weird thing to say because everyone's like, no, no, it's the third eye. I, don't, I disagree. So <laughs> I do too. <laughs> so the womb is is the portal that births, right? So it can birth a baby or it can birth an idea. It can, it's, it's a creative center. We as women are designed to create, we're designed to create life. We're designed to create desire, ideas, inspiration, and we create through desire, right? So if we think about how we create a baby, we're in a space of turn on, like like sexual turn on, desire. I desire to bring a baby into the world. I desire to create a baby. We have sex, we move our sexual energy and we create a baby and then we birth the baby. So we can do that or we can do that with our business. Like 
oh, what do I desire to bring through? What do I just, what wants to birth through me? What ideas, what, what kind of movement, what beliefs, what, um, what do I want to create for my life? What projects, you know? And this is, we use that womb as that birthing portal and the yoni. So when I talk about t- turn on and desire inside of your, your, what you create in your business, it is using that exact energy, right? It's that sexual energy. It's learning to circulate that sexual energy to run pleasure through your body to get excited, right? Which is what turn on is. It's like, (laughs) you know, it's like the tingles. It's the, oh, this feels really good. And letting, and not being afraid of that, you know, and not being like, oh, I need to just go and have sex to move that energy out of me. It's like learning to hold that energy. And the more that we learn to hold pleasure in our bodies the more we raise our frequency the more we become a magnet for other things that bring pleasure like success like money like clients like all of these things you know yeah yeah um yeah so that that's that's what I mean by the turn on aspect yeah and I'm glad you explained that because I know so many who have not been through this work or like are new and diving into it, like turned on, they automatically go, well, I'm supposed to go have sex. And we all know that just because you have sex doesn't necessarily mean you're turned on and you move that energy. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that. And then you can take this, even if you're not a business owner or you're thinking about having a business or you're a mom or, you know, whatever you're doing, like bring that energy into like, how do I want today to feel? Like, what do I want to, how do I want just today to feel? Or what do I want to make for dinner tonight? Like, ooh, what's going to feel good and, you know, with the food I bring it to my table today? Yeah. And I feel like that following that, like that thread of desire is how we take like micro steps on the way towards the ultimate expression of our soul, because I believe and feel and have experienced that, that true desire is the voice of the soul that's like this is what's possible like it's those whispers of like there's more here you know what else is possible there's more because I believe that ultimately our what we get to experience as humans if we choose it is to live in this space of desire, of pleasure, of joy, of abundance. And that is our birthright. But it's something that we have we have to work towards because we come in with a bunch of challenges, we come in with a bunch of things to work through. But the reason those are given to us is so that we can unpack them, release them, opt out of them, dissolve them, and find our way to this kind of like space of of bliss really and and start living that consistently with of course understanding that things are going to happen in life and it's you may not feel like that every second of every day and that's okay too because you know all the flavors make up the excitement of life yeah yeah oh so 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 good 
let's talk more about the cyclical fembiz and that that the pleasure code that you use to help women, you know, break free from that hustle and burnout loop. And I shared this, um, I think it was earlier today on my Instagram stories, like talking about, because I was talking to somebody about burnout specifically, and they had assumed that I was running a really successful six-figure business, which I am not yet. And I thought, to myself, does that mean that you believe that I can't experience burnout if I'm not like this woman who we see all over Instagram shining? Like you can experience burnout in any level, no matter where you're at. If you're just starting out in your business, which I know a lot of us entrepreneurs experience before we've even hit a five-figure business or that six-figure business, like that burnout can be, even if you're not even a business owner and you're a a corporate mom or you're, you know, a woman who stays, whatever it is that you're doing, but I know that you particularly work with women in business. So just share like a little bit more into what this is. Yeah, so one of the biggest pieces around burnout that I have experienced and a lot lot of my clients have experienced is that it comes through this, uh, an extreme sort of thing of like the shoulds, like doing things from obligation, doing things because you think that you should, right? So it's that good girl, like, oh, I got to check all the boxes or I should do all these things or I should be working 18 hours a day if I want to be successful or I should put my whole life on the back burner because like that's how I'm going to make money or I should take whatever client comes my way no matter how draining they are because that's what I need to be to be successful so there's a lot of shoulds there's very little checking in with is this what I desire right which is that is this what I want? Is this nourishing me? Is this exciting me? And so the pleasure code is tuning in with the desire and allowing the desire to lead you, which we've talked a little bit about in here, in, in our conversation, right? About how, when we start to tune in with that, then we get those, it's like the soul giving breadcrumbs. This is the most aligned and easeful way forward for you. Mm -hmm. So the more that you can let go of the shoulds and come into the space of like the desire and the pleasure and follow that, the, the, the more nourished you're going to find yourself the more sustainable your success becomes. Because if you burn out, it doesn't matter how much you've done, you're going to be stopped in your tracks. You're going to have to take time to recover. And that can take years if you don't know what to do about it. You know, like it took me years. It took me until I discovered feminine embodiment practices truly to actually heal through my burnout. So I was burnt out for a good, like eight years. Um, And, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to do about it. And once I came into that space, I was like, oh, here's my vitality. Here's my radiance. Here's my excitement. Here's my turn on. So it's following that. And then the other piece of it is also recognizing that as women, we are cyclical beings. Mm. And so we are not designed (laughs) to wake up every day to work X amount of hours, to go to bed at night and be completely refreshed the next morning. Like we're not designed to work a five day or a seven day work week. That's not how our energy goes. Men are cyclical also, but they're cyclical on a 24 hour cycle. We're a 28 day cycle, you know? So it's the whole way that the world is set up at 
in the working world, the corporate world is set up is what suits men, <laughs> not women. <laughs> and this is a big piece as well of why so many women burn out because we're trying to force ourselves into a 24-hour cycle instead of honoring our 28-day cycle. Mm. And so one of the things that I do with women when I start working with them is we map out their cycle and we look at, okay, when are you ovulating? Because when you're ovulating, this is when you are the superwoman. Like you are on fire. Everything's working. You've got so much energy. You're like, I could just do this for days. You're like, feel so excited. Everything's kind of flowing. Um, you're super magnetic at this point. Like it's like sales are just happening. So this is the like your golden sort of week where you just want to do it all and that's where you should really or should I don't want to use the word should but this is where you get to really like fully go into that just just like really be devoted to that for that period of time and then you know leading up to that the energy is building up so as we're going through after our bleed and we're going through the follicular phase we're in the springtime we're planting the seeds energy starting to rise we're starting to get more excited we're doing and then once we get to ovulation that's the peak of it and then after ovulation the energy our hormones are starting to come back down so that's when we want to start slowing things down again and so as we go into the luteal phase we want to kind of be going a bit more inward, right? Doing a bit more planning, a bit more back-end kind of things, preparing ourselves for the winter, which is our bleed, our menstruation. And when we're in menstruation, our hormones are at their lowest. Our energy field is the most expanded. This is why we can feel so sensitive. Like I, I've described it sometimes as feeling like I have no skin like it's like all my organs feel like they're on the outside like completely exposed because our energy field is so expanded we're so sensitive that anything can feel like a huge thing so this is why it's at this point if you can make some space in your life to rest to be alone even if it's just a weekend or an evening, the more that you can build that in, the more you're going to really be able to expand into that space. You're also, because your energy field is so expanded, there's like so many messages that you can get then, like the downloads, inspiration, ideas. It's not the moment to necessarily action those, but it's the moment to receive those, to kind of also be feeling into like what can I shed like what do I want to let go of and not bring into my next month you know because we're shedding the lining so we're also shedding um imprints we can shed um belief systems we can do we can do a lot of internal work in this moment to let go of what doesn't serve and what women find is the more they honor that time the more energy they have in their ovulation. And so even though they're they're resting, right, and maybe they're not doing as much, quote, unquote, work over the month, 
the work that they are doing is so much more impactful. Mm. So they're actually hitting their goals faster by rearranging the times where they're where they're investing heavily versus not. So it's like that thing where I was mentioning earlier, right? The five minutes of embodiment to save five hours of work. It's the same. Like if you rest one or two days, if even if you could do more, amazing. But if you can't one or two days in your menstrual, it, when you're bleeding, you're going to have like exponentially more energy during your ovulation and get so much more done. So it's kind of, it's, it feels counterintuitive and it's really challenging to start doing it. And I definitely found it really challenging at first. I'm like, what do you mean? So I have to rest now, but I have so much to do. But once I started doing that and started seeing the changes, then I'm like, oh, okay, this makes total sense. All right. So now I don't feel like that guilt about resting in that time, but I did feel that at first. It was really a challenge to, to make that switch, but it's so worth it. Mm, I'm so glad that we're talking about this because it's it's a topic that I've I've heard about and I've had and I've spoke with people about, but I've never really dove into it because I've had that resistance to can this really work? Like, but aren't I supposed to work? Like the more that I work, the better it is because the more that I'll put out and I'll put out all the posts and do all the things. And um as I lean even more into my own feminine embodiment, I that rest is so key, that taking that time in that space is so important. I was in that space of burnout. We talked to it like I was in that space of burnout. I, ta- I took the last two months off and just did not do anything. And um, it was so good. And there's still some residual left over, but a lot of beauty has come through. And we don't have to get to that space to take. And if we're in tune more with also that, that cycle and how things are working, you know, and I'm thinking of this as I, you know, I started my period today. So I'm like, oh, I, Sophia just gave me permission to rest for the next couple of days. <laughs> I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. Like, you're, you're sort of, you know, tuning in every month rather than waiting till you get to the burnout and then you have to take two yeah. months off. It's like that in that two month period of time off, that's like, I don't know, I'm not very good at doing math on the fly, but you know, that's a lot of two day two day portions, right? Yeah, like, it is. That's, that's like a few years of like of of taking two days off. You know what I mean? So if you think about it like that, it's like, oh well, I can take it in one big chunk, or I can take it gradually over multiple years. Of course, that's going to make a huge difference to what where you end up at the end of that time. Yeah. Oh, I love this so much. It's, I think, you know, uh, the more that we, you know, and when you, the more that we can lean into us, into this, and like you said, it's not easy at first and to give yourself the grace and to know it's something new and, and to try it on, see how it works. And you might be surprised with what, what comes through, you know, in just paying more attention to how do you set up your calendar? When do you schedule your calls? Like, what are the things you're doing? And, and it makes sense in, when I think about that ovulation time, like, oh yeah, I, there's that, that week that I have a lot more energy and I'm a lot more excited about what I'm doing than let's say last week, like last week it started to go downhill. It was like, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> it's so good. 
It is so good. I love that so, so much. And so who are the women that you absolutely, you've, you've shared a little bit more about, uh, a little bit about it, but like, who are the women that are coming to work and to work with you and, and what are you offering right now? Yeah. So the women who work with me are generally like high achievers. They're usually business owners. They're not always super far along in their business. Some of them are newer. Some of them have been in business for a long time. A lot of them are working more in typically masculine environments um, and really feeling disconnected from their feminine and feeling that longing to reclaim that part of themselves and to be they have big right big drivers big dreams big visions but they feel like their feminines got lost on that journey so i help them reconnect with their feminine and their radiance and their pleasure and all their juiciness and kind of weave that into their business so that they feel like they're um they're no longer fragmented, right? They're no longer putting on, this is who I am when I'm at work and this is who I am when I'm at home, which in itself is an incredibly draining thing. Yeah, yeah. They're feeling that all they're able to be their full self everywhere and that's really helping them um, feel a lot more nourished in their success and take some quite big leaps forward in their businesses. And then um, the ways that you can work with me right now. So I have, um, if you go to my website, sophialapage.com, you'll see a bunch of different things. I have a little freebie that I just created last week. That's, um, it's a, it's a five minute um, burnout recovery or prevention embodiment practice so that you can get um, for a little taste of what some things could be like with working with me. And then there's also a bunch of self-study options on my website and I do, um, one-to-one coaching. So whether it's like a, a one-off call up to like six month kind of mentorship. So everything is there. There's lots of freebies and paid things and, and links to all my social media there. So yeah, and if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, this is this episode is everything, or I had this big realization, or da 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 da, like feel free to DM me on Instagram and at Sophia underscore Lee underscore page. I'd love to hear from you. And yeah. thank you so much for having me. This is yeah. so I know this, this went by so fast. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could talk to you. Like we could, we could keep going for sure. Maybe we'll have to come back for another episode. So I will make sure I link up all of the things for Sophia. I love your light. I love what you're doing in the world. You are bringing so much goodness and I just appreciate you. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. Ladies, make sure you reach out to Sophia. Let her know what you loved about the episode. Screenshot, take a, you know, post it, tag both of us. We would love that. We'd love to hear from all of you. And I am just wishing you all of the best. And really, your magic is within. It is not out there. So make sure you tune in and go get that freebie from Sophia. That'll help you do exactly that. much for listening and if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things please pass them on to me it would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can 
So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way to take 60 seconds, leave me a five-star review, and share this episode with a girlfriend. Don't forget to tag me on social media, and if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone, and I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.